The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. The book of Philippians. The author, chapter 1, verse 1, identifies the author of the book of Philippians as the Apostle Paul, likely along with the help of Timothy. The date of writing. The book of Philippians was written in approximately A.D. 61. The purpose of writing. The epistle to the Philippians, one of Paul's prison epistles, was written in Rome. It was at Philippi, which the apostle visited on his second missionary journey, Acts 16, verse 12, that Lydia and the Philippian jailer and his family were converted to Christ. Now, some few years later, the church was well established, as may be inferred from its address, which includes bishops and deacons, Philippians 1, verse 1. The occasion of the epistle was to acknowledge a gift of money from the church at Philippi, brought to the apostle by Epaphroditus, one of its members, Chapter 4, verses 10-18. through This is a tender letter to a group of Christians who were especially close to the heart of Paul, 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1-6, through and comparatively little is said about doctrinal error. Key Verses Chapter 1, verse 21 For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Chapter 3, verse 7 But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Chapter 4, verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Chapter 4, verse 13. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. A Brief Summary Philippians can be called Resources Through Suffering. The book is about Christ in our life, Christ in our mind, Christ as our goal, Christ as our strength, and joy through suffering. It was written during Paul's imprisonment in Rome, about thirty years after Christ's ascension, and about ten years after Paul first preached at Philippi. Paul was Nero's prisoner, yet the epistle fairly shouts with triumph, the words joy and rejoice appearing frequently. Right Christian experience is the outworking, whatever our circumstances may be, of the life, nature, and mind of Christ living in us. Philippians reaches its pinnacle in chapter 2, verses 5-11, through 11, with a glorious and profound declaration regarding the humiliation and exaltation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians may be divided this way. Introduction, chapter 1, verses 1-7. through 7. 1. Christ is the Christian's life, rejoicing in spite of suffering. Chapter 1, verses 8-30 through 30. 2. Christ, the Christian's pattern, rejoicing in lowly service. Chapter 2, verses 1-30 through 30. 3. Christ, the object of the Christian's faith, desire, and expectation. Chapter 3, verses 1-21 through 21. 4. Christ, the Christian's strength, rejoicing through anxiety. Chapter 4, verses 1-9 through 9. And Conclusion, Chapter 4, verses 10-23 through 23. Connections. As with many of his letters, Paul warned the new believers in the church of Philippi to beware of the tendency toward legalism, which continually cropped up in the early churches. So tied to the Old Testament law were the Jews that there was a constant effort on the part of the Judaizers to return to the teaching of salvation by works. But Paul reiterated that salvation is by faith alone in Christ alone and branded the Judaizers as dogs and men who do evil. In particular, the legalists were insisting that the new believers in Christ should continue to be circumcised according to the requirements of the Old Covenant, Leviticus 12, verse 3. 
In this way they attempted to please God by their own efforts and elevate themselves above the Gentile Christians who did not participate in the ritual. Paul explained that those who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb were no longer to perform the ritual that symbolized the need of a clean heart. Practical Application Philippians is Paul's happiest letter, and the happiness is infectious. Before we've read a dozen lines, we begin to feel the joy ourselves, the dance of words, and the exclamations of delight have a way of getting inside us. But happiness is not a word we can understand by looking it up in the dictionary. In fact, none of the qualities of the Christian life can be learned out of a book. Something more like apprenticeship is required. Being around someone who, out of years of devoted discipline, shows us by his or her entire life what it is. Moments of verbal instruction will certainly occur, but mostly an apprentice acquires skill by daily and intimate association with a master, picking up subtle but absolutely essential things, such as timing and rhythm and touch. When we read what Paul wrote to the believers in the city of Philippi, we find ourselves in the company of just such a master. Paul doesn't tell us that we can be happy or how to be happy. He simply and unmistakably is happy. None of his circumstances contribute to his joy. He wrote from a jail cell. His work was under attack by competitors. And after twenty years or so of hard traveling in the service of Jesus, he was tired and would have welcomed some relief. But circumstances are incidental compared to the life of Jesus that Paul experiences from the inside. For it is a life that not only happened at a certain point in history, but continues to happen, spilling out into the lives of those who receive Him, and then continues to spill out all over the place. Christ is, among much else, the revelation that God cannot be contained or hoarded. It is this spilling out quality of Christ's life that accounts for the happiness of Christians. For joy is life in excess, the overflow of what cannot be contained within any one person. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org.